0: Oh, hello, I'm Amanda Pereira, host of the Liquid Courage podcast. What am I doing talking before the intro music? Ah, structure broken, what's happening? Just kidding. Uh, I just wanted to preface this episode very quickly. So I recorded this episode with Susan at my apartment and this was before the need for social distancing due to COVID-19. And I live with my 13 year old pug dog, Bella, who is obsessed with fruits and vegetables. And as I mentioned in the intro, Susan and I are drinking Palomas, which have fresh grapefruit and fresh lime in them. So (laughs) Bella was barking a lot, which I'm sure was just her like little way of politely asking for her own tiny Paloma. Uh, But still, my apologies in advance for all of the Bella barks in this episode. If you're looking for a fun little game, try and count how many there are. Or if you're drinking along with us in this episode, I encourage you to drink every time you hear Bella bark. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little Liquid Courage in the form of their favorite drink, We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today, I sit down with Susan Wasek and enjoy some refreshing Palomas. Susan is a producer, a performer, and a woman I admire immensely. I'm going to do a little cheers to you first and try this little Palomas. She looks beautiful.
1: It's good.
0: Isn't it, though? It's not (laughs) like tart sour like you right. know grapefruits can be like really scary yeah this is not at all so
2: this one we added sugar but like if you add like triple sec or whatever the sweet you're adding is mm. what like cuts it i find like it's such a good if like people if because you're still working at the restaurant right yeah so like if people are like mm, what's like a fun cocktail i'll be like do you like tequila <laughs> a
0: paloma yeah i would just make a picture of this like if you're ever for like going to the park mm-hmm I'm so glad you're here today to do this. Mm-hmm. To do this, I feel like I just need to acknowledge in the beginning that I'm always really nervous. Even though, like, we are legit friends. Yeah. Like, you are a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, I'm still really scared. So I'm just going to say it, because then you own it, and then you move past it. For sure. You know what? Okay. You make me nervous, too. Really? Like, Why? in a good way. Do you think? Why?
2: You know, someone was talking about how, like, excitement and nervousness are the same feeling. Oh. I feel like when you're, like, excited... Sometimes you're like, am I nervous? Yeah, you're like, yeah. am I nervous about this? Am <laughs> I
0: excited? That's actually, maybe it's just like switching in your mind to be like when you're nervous. It's like, no, maybe I'm just excited.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because sometimes I'm, ner- I'm thinking about, well, no, sometimes I'm nervous because I'm like, I don't feel safe with this dude or something. Mm. That's clearly like I'm on edge. Yes. Like I'm feeling unsafe. Am I nervous, unsafe? Am I nervous, excited? Mm-hmm. I think it's more like when you're like nervous- about santa claus coming but you're so excited <gasps> but mm. nervous yes yes <laughs> do you i always grew up liking christmas eve better than christmas day because i loved the anticipation of something the idea that something amazing is about to happen but mm. i hated when knowing it was over mm. so like i wonder even for these like it, it makes me procrastinate a lot of things because i'm so excited at the idea of something but i never want it to come into fruition because i don't know if it's ever going to be as good as i imagine.
2: I think it's so much about, like, being in the moment Mm because, like, I'm so excited for Christmas Day, for instance. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to open my presents too fast.
0: Yeah. Like, you want to enjoy the whole, like, just stretch that whole day out. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I'm exactly the same. (laughs) Okay. Um, First thing I wanted to ask you about Mm -hmm. is I want to go back because I know you've gone, okay, so I know that you went to Sheridan College first. Yes. And then for musical theater performance.
2: Mm, It was like a prep program for a year. Okay, prep program
0: for a year. And then you went to St. Lawrence, right, Mm -hmm. where you got a diploma. Okay. When you first, first started out, what made you want to go to school for performance in the first place?
2: Um, Well, when I was like a kid, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a pop star. (gasps) I wanted to be like Christina Aguilera. Yes. I was like, that's the dream. Um, And because I liked singing so much, Mm. I sort of got into musicals a bit. And then high school, I just really wanted to sing as much as possible. Um, but at the time, uh, so when I started high school, I went to a sports high school uh, to play basketball. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No way, Susan. Yeah. Okay. There was an, in my area, there was an arts high school yeah. and a sports high school and I chose the sports one. No. Wait, but what about Christina Aguilera? I was like, well, yeah, Christina Aguilera, like that happens one in a
0: million, but I'm yeah. very good at basketball.
2: So I was like, this is how I'll go to school. Like, mm. this is
0: how I'll get into college. Ru- oh, like at a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Did you think you were, you thought you were good at basketball. Did you think you were a good singer?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, I was like, I'll get my big break, but also yeah. backup plan is basketball. Like, what <laughs> in the world? <laughs> okay, <a> um, <laughs> Uh So yeah, I was like doing the basketball thing.
0: Yeah. But, basketball diaries.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I was gonna, but I was also gonna join the choirs in high school because I like to sing. And then I found out about music theater. Mm. I was like, oh, the musical. I was just, I'm just gonna go to the session and find out. Yeah. And in this information session, I remember going with my friend Sabina and we were sitting there like getting all this info. And she immediately was like, this is too much of a time commitment. I'm not going to sign up and left. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This might interfere with basketball. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sorry, that is just like oh I really don't know if I can perform because basketball
2: basketball basketball and I make jokes about this but I'm like it was the Troy Bolton story like <laughs> high school musical because I actually then tryouts were yeah. the same week as like musical theater auditions and I had to choose <gasps> my first year in high school I had to choose like
0: what I wanted to do how did, wh- how did you how did you decide and what did you decide
2: um honestly it was a Bit the validation that I got from the music theater teachers. Mm. They were like, whoa, like, you're a really good singer. And I was like, am I? (gasps) Because people didn't really
0: tell me that. Like, Mm. I just was like, I'm a Uh, good singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at this. But I didn't... Uh, What is Bella barking at? Limes? I
1: don't know. know. Bella,
0: (laughs) hi. She's literally staring. She's staring at the lime. Oh, my God. Hi, baby girl. Okay, so people didn't tell you that you were good at singing. That seems weird to me.
2: I know. I... I... I know because uh, I honestly to this day I do like yeah. truly think like I'm a good singer yeah. but um, so yeah I got the validation from the music theater teachers and mm-hmm. they were like we want to give you like a role in this show mm. it was my first year so I was like okay I choose music theater yeah we're <laughs> like I choose you yeah Not my funny. mom was mad <laughs> really yeah because she was also like wanting to be a singer growing up and I think for her like she just like saw her dreams like dashed and that was hard for her and I totally get that yeah um and also she was like um basketball (laughs) you're good at that oh my Uh, god it's
0: interesting to me that she wouldn't What, what like what I wonder if you can even hear her you can come out but like you can't be barking at this line you're ruining a recording Bella you're so beautiful but like like, so distressed. You do have to chill. Okay, anyway, back. It is interesting to me that your mom wanted to do musical theater, but then she didn't want you to do musical theater.
2: I, like, vividly remember this moment with my mom, and she is going to be like, I wouldn't say that to you. Aww. Um, I remember us being in a car, for some reason, like, grocery shopping, mm. and me, like, listening to music and maybe singing along or something, and her, I don't even know how we got there, but she... She's, like, had a real serious moment with me and was just, like, things like that just don't happen for people like us. Oh, I
0: just and I was, like,
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> what do you think she meant, people like us? What do you think she meant? Um,
2: I don't know. I mean, she, I, I, I know that she struggled with her weight growing up and, mm-hmm. like, I struggled with my weight, like, still am like Mm. all my life and I feel like maybe it's sort of like that feeling like the ugly girl thing even Mm. though she's not my mom first off let's just first off my mom is gorgeous also a really good singer (laughs) like so good yeah um but she I think just didn't want me to get my hopes up Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. but she saw me doing really well at basketball and was like well this could actually be a future so oh that's heartbreaking yeah and it was so what's an interesting thing about me is I think that Mm -hmm. when my mom and I don't want to like just assume what my mom was feeling when Mm -hmm. she was my age um but I think when my mom was like told no Mm -hmm. she was like defeated by it yeah When my mom told me no I was like I'm gonna work so hard
0: yeah ignited by it yeah so when
2: she was upset that I was doing music theater in school I was just I kept I kept doing it yeah apparently she like called the teachers the music theater teachers and were like I don't want her
0: doing that musical. (gasps) Really? (laughs) Isn't that from a movie? I feel like that's a movie. Well, you know what? That's probably lots of movies. High school musical? I don't know. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Just me. It was Troy, yeah. It's 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 him. just you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, But uh, that, like, just determined me to work harder. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I would work so hard. And every year I wanted the lead. And every year I got the lead. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, a music theater camp that happened uh, in the summer. Mm -hmm. And both years I went, I, like, got scholarships for it because I knew she wouldn't pay so I was just like it made me work extra hard for what I wanted so then like by time I was going to graduate she was like okay well (laughs) you've worked hard enough that you can do this if this is what you really want wow Uh, I remember like the moment uh, when I was doing my last summer camp after high school Mm -hmm. she like came over to me and the validation I got was just her being like okay well I guess we should put you in some
0: dance lessons (gasps) (laughs) After all that she's like all right well I guess we'll we'll round you out as a performer <laughs> here we go real triple threat <laughs> we'll make you a triple threat then if I can't yeah. get it. it's funny that you went into it thinking like okay I'll do basketball to get a scholarship and then you're like oh never mind I'll get a scholarship and what I actually wanted you know yeah. I feel like there is this inclination to go towards like what you are told you're good at versus mm-hmm. what you really want
1: mm-hmm.
0: so actually I I worry that sometimes I'll fall into producing because I think I'm good at it, but I want to act, but I don't know if I'm as good of an actor as I am a producer. I think that's like a really important like
2: conversation to have with yourself Mm -hmm. because I've heard that sort of thing for a lot of different like, um, streams in the arts where it's like, you're not the performer. Mm -hmm. I remember we were talking to an agent once, Mm. uh, casting or not a casting agent. An actor's agent. Mm-hmm. What are those called? You have a uh, principal agent, talent agent, yeah, talent yeah, yeah. agent. Totally, there it is. Yeah. Uh, and he was have. like, he had studied uh, at my college, mm. and I remember him saying, like, I knew I could be an agent when I was ready to let go of the performing side of things. Mm. So, I mean, I knew I wanted to do music theater because I was okay mm-hmm. to let go of basketball. I love producing now and I've had many conversations in my brain where I'm like, okay, so, but
0: if you never got on stage again, yeah, is that okay? Yeah. And ultimately the answer is yes. Yeah. Do me. you, do you think that they're mutually exclusive for you? Because sometimes for mm-hmm. me, at least producing came out of necessity because yeah. I wanted to act. So I was like, okay, I better make my own opportunities. And, and I feel like you're told it's sort of that narrative is drilled into your head. Like if you want roles and no one will give them to you, or if you want stage time and no one will give it to you, then make it for yourself. So yeah, what did how did producing come about for you and then do you feel like they are mutually exclusive mm-hmm. performing and producing I think it depends on the
2: person and it depends on what it is that you're producing and performing mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. um I first like I was in school for performance mm-hmm. yeah um, so I did this one year program at Sheridan mm-hmm. it was a performing arts performing arts prep program and uh I remember the head of the program there. This guy Mark, uh, he would Shout be like, "Shout out to Mark!" Shout out to well, Mark. Well, I don't know yet.
0: Here I am, like I see you smiling, but we don't know if it's an ironic <laughs> smile or a happy one. Actually, it's so funny because we kind of butt heads when I was there, but like
2: now we have a great relationship. Oh, okay. Um, but he would always <laughs> like say like, "Make your own work. Make your own work." Mm. And it really, I did really carry that with me. And when I was there, like my first like post secondary, I'm here to be a performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, here to be a performer. I. Uh, we had to do an end-of-the-year show.
1: Mm.
2: And I remember there w- we were like one short of a show. Like and one
0: performer short?
2: No. Um, we had to come up with our own show. So we had to have like six productions, say.
0: Oh, okay. And only
2: like five good ones had been pitched, essentially. Like mm. more had been pitched, but we were like, mm, we don't love this. And they had to sort of all check different boxes of types of shows. Mm. So there had to be a sketch comedy show. There had to be like a full musical. Mm. And one of the shows was a-, a review. So a review is like basically... It's like a musical without so much of the story. It's more about the music.
0: Like a cabaret? Not like a cabaret? A bit. A bit. Um, but okay. usually a bit
2: more structured than a cabaret. Mm, okay. And so we didn't have one of those. Mm. And I was like, okay, no, the plan is to audition for these shows. <laughs> I was just like sitting there like, the plan is to audition for all my friends' shows and get a role in the shows. Yeah. And then just being like, but why has no one pitched a review? Mm. There's so many great shows you could do. And I was just, like, battling, like, do I pitch a show or do I just audition for a show? Because
0: if you pitch a show, you become, a like, essentially a producer of that show, A producer
2: right? of that show and you're attached to that show. So it didn't mm-hmm. mean you couldn't perform in it, but, like...
0: Oh, I you c- couldn't perform in it if you, if you no, pitched you, it. No, you could perform oh, okay, in it. okay, you could.
2: But you couldn't audition for other people's shows. And I was, like, vying for this lead and that lead. And I was, like, ah. And then finally I was, like, I'm going to pitch the show. I don't know. So I pitched this, like, Canadian review. It was really mm-hmm. silly and fun and... Uh, very like women forward the whole cast was women and it was an awesome experience and that was the first time i sort of produced and it's funny because there was just the reason i did it was because there's this like little voice in my head like n- just nagging me being like pitch a show because you have an idea yeah <laughs> um so that was the first and i didn't even realize that was producing though like at the time like i didn't realize that was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just, like, organizing a group of people.
0: That's It's so true that so often you're like, I'm organizing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, no, no, I'm, uh, oh, now I'm producing. This mm. is producing. Like, Because producing can mean
2: lots of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In the independent world of, like, theater and comedy, mm-hmm. it very much is like you're the organizer. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: totally. And you're wearing a ton of different hats. Mm-hmm. Does it make it harder to perform? I mean... I'm going through the shows that I know that you've produced in my head. I'm running through them. I'm like, I know that you perform in quite a few of them. Does it make it harder in the indie world to produce and perform in it? Or do you feel like you're just so involved Mm -hmm. in it anyway that...
2: I think that if I'm going to perform in it, it has to be for the right reasons. Mm. I hate seeing people produce work just so they can be in a show. And that Mm. sounds judgy, but I hate when I see... It's not everyone. Like, I understand some people produce shows because they want to host them, like, comedy-wise. It's like, when I see, like, a musical being produced by someone, Mm -hmm. but then they give themselves the lead, Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like... If they're not right for the role. Yeah. Right. Like, like, if someone else could serve it better.
2: Yeah. I'm like, so what? why why did you want to produce this? This Mm -hmm. is very Mm -hmm. self-indulgent. I don't think producing should just be Mm self-serving. I think it needs to benefit everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's tricky because, you know... Okay, so so often I always have that fear when I'm auditioning or when I'm, like, going through writing, auditioning, anything. Anything creative. I always have this, like, little fear in the back of my head that I'm that one that auditioned for American Idol where everyone is, like, they are awful. But the person's like, well, I'm just going to keep trying because persistence is the key to success. And, like, I love singing, so I'm just going to keep going. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to run their life into the ground. You (laughs) know what I mean? For those people whether you're good or not, like if no one's going to give you a shot, you sort of, what else are you going to do? You sort of, like I'm thinking, well yeah, they would produce a show for themselves or they would put themselves there. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's hard sometimes to have, because you're right, sometimes you're like, "Mm, but if you're producing this show, you have to do what's right for the show. So maybe you're not the right lead. Right. So it just sort of comes down to like what we were talking about, like, okay, if
2: you're a producer, are you letting go of being a performer? Mm. And I feel like, If you're not, then you're not fully producing. Mm -hmm. And maybe people might disagree with that, but sometimes you can wear the hats, and if it's serving the story, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't feel like a self-indulgent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you sort of have that thought of like, from the producer perspective, like, why am I doing this role? Or why is this centered around me? Mm -hmm. Is it's like the best person for the part? Mm Mm-hmm. It's one of the shows that I produced when I first moved here was mm. and you came to see it was Brie and I so my roommate oh, Brie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, my roommate Brianna Roma yeah. who and I we love who we love we're like let's put on a show together. Mm-hmm. Um and so we did Matt and Ben. Mhm. And I played Ben Affleck of course. Of course. And I Also, like Mindy Kaling is like one of my comedy idols. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I would love to do her play. Mm -hmm. So we put on the show and it was so much fun and so great. And Brie will often be like, Oh, it was so fun when we did Matt and Ben. Let's do it again. And my answer is always, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, I'm always like, Yeah, but let's get Amanda to play Ben. What? Why? And, And that's what she says. She's like, What? Why? And I'm like, Because I don't think I'm the best person for that role. And in my brain, I'm like, Bree and Amanda would be the perfect Matt and Ben, and I, I would want her. to produce that show. And that's how I know I'm like such a, like a producer brain because I'm like I could be in this. Yeah, I have been in this, but in my brain I was like it wasn't as good as it could have been
0: with me in it. You have such a you have first of all, thank you for thinking I could do that <laughs> because that show's so fun, and Bree is a fucking little angel. Mm-hmm. She honestly is. She's like a little gummy bear. Like, she's just, she make, she can't help but make you happy, and she's so cute, but she's also, like, such a little badass. I don't know why. I think gummy bears are little badasses. They all look like <laughs> little soldiers. Anyway, love, Brie. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, it also is amazing how, much, like, you're able to have such objective distance, I guess, which I think, like, I, were you always like that? Were you always, I guess, were you always able to be objectively, like, Critical of yourself, but in a seemingly healthy way. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and I, I didn't really realize it. Um, so when I was in a music theater school mm-hmm. for three years at mm-hmm. St. Lawrence, we had these panels at the, like, near the end of our last year there. Mm. And the panel was comprised of our faculty, and it was just, like, I think we went in and sang a song, maybe, and did a monologue, maybe. Mm. Um, if anything, we just chatted with
0: them. Was it, like, to... Sh- oh to showcase or was it like a review of the year it was a review
2: of your journey there essentially and like sending you off into the industry Mm. I remember uh, one of the teachers saying like oh you have such a knack for producing and like you should really follow that and I was like yeah I'm like sort of struggling with like is that what I want to do and then um, I said like what could make my performing better because while I've been here I haven't really gotten any lead roles Mm. and it's a musical theater program so I was like not to be bold, but I know it's not my singing. And they were like, good for you. Honestly, it's the acting when you're in a scene or when you're doing anything on stage, we can see you directing yourself. Oh, interesting. Or like thinking about what you're doing instead of just doing. Mm. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because I'm very like in my brain all the time. Mm. And so I think that's why I can like be more objective when I'm thinking about these things because mm-hmm. I'm like seeing myself in what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm seeing everyone else in what they're doing. And I'm not actually just like being a performer.
0: <laughs> you're not, you're like, you're producing the show as it's happening. You're producing yes. yourself and directing yourself.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. You're not wrong. That's absolutely. Wish you told me that in year one. Right. <laughs> but like, hello. Thank you so much for telling me now.
0: <laughs> it's funny that. So if I were to have been there, my first thought when they said like, you're really good at producing. You should follow that. That's a positive remark. Mm-hmm. I would have immediately been like, oh, so you don't think I'm a good enough actor or singer or performer? I think it's my insecurity in my performing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Did you, did you feel, I guess you felt like you were a good singer. Did you always feel confident in your musical theater ability? I did. I
2: mean, college was a weird place. I went mm-hmm. from being like the star at my high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> which to preface, was a sports high school, so <laughs> being the star in but the musical. Hey, <laughs> there's still a star. Yeah. And then never getting roles in college, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is happening? Mm. So I did start to judge my abilities a bit, but every time I go to class, like, I got really good marks. Mm. And I feel like academically, I was approaching it properly. Mm. Um, and again, singing, that was fine. That was like growing and going where it needed to be. Uh, I knew I was never going to be a dancer, mm. and I think that I didn't realize I wasn't a good actor until like midway through.
0: <laughs> how, how did you realize, or what made you think that you weren't good at acting?
2: I just feel like I always felt like myself, and oh, they would say yeah, yeah, yeah. like, "Oh, there's truth in acting, and like your part of yourself is in the character." Blah 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 blah. I'm yeah. like, for sure, but then I'd see like. So one of my friends who always got leads in mm-hmm. college was my friend Robbie Fenton. I think you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, oh, Robbie. He's such... When he gets on stage, he makes choices. Mm. You can see him being a character. And even when he's not like a, like a huge character, it's like you can see him being like a normal person, but it's still... You're not watching Robbie up there. Yeah. And I remember like watching him and being like, I can see him leaving Robbie behind and taking on the character. And I feel like I don't do that. Even if the character... Felt completely different from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be like judging who they were in my head or just yeah. thinking about it too much. And I think that was what it was. So I just sort of remembering have this realization by watching a lot of my friends uh, being like, "Hmm, they seem like very naturally good at this," and I feel like I still haven't figured <sighs> it out.
0: Susan, you're freaking me out because I totally feel the same way. I'm like, maybe I'm about it a hundred percent because I I always feel like I'm myself, even if I try not to be, and. You know Sherry got she She's oh, yeah. in my con class with mm-hmm. Destin and I. She's a person where like, it's always blown me away. You could give her like a character description of like two sentences and then you give her a script and she reads it over and she will... She's like, okay. And somehow everything is fully realized and she's just gotten it. Like physically, mm-hmm. her voice, like, her... like I don't even recognize that it's her anymore. Sometimes I wonder whether it is an ability. Like is is it that some people are able to do that and some people aren't? Or is it a willingness? Like some people are willing to go there and not. Because I I think if I really ask myself deep, I think I'm afraid to ever go there. I don't think I'm willing to go there. Mm-hmm. I think too, like it depends on mm, the characters that you're wanting to play. right? And like maybe the subject matter that you're mm-hmm. being, because there's some, yeah, there's some stuff that I'm like, I'm not willing to go there because I don't feel safe going there. Yes. In musical theater, there's yeah. uh,
2: so many like, characters that are they're not casual characters Mm. like they're all characters even if they're just like regular (laughs) person like whereas like film and tv as we know it's a more intimate art form Mm -hmm. so like you can be smaller and be less I don't know character-y yeah still be a good actor and also like the range of actors think about for instance Mindy Kaling Mm -hmm. is an actor Mm -hmm. she's acts in things She's always the same. Yeah. If you compare her to like Joaquin Phoenix, like...
0: Right. hundred percent. It's like there is space for all these kinds. Like, like all these different... Yeah. A hundred percent. She's never going to play Joker. No, no. And you know, I guess that's another question to ask yourself. Like, well, I guess that's exactly what you just said is like, mm-hmm. well, what acting roles do you want? Right. Like, I don't really want to play Joker. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I see things like Blue Valentine, like with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. I'm like, ooh, give me like a... Like, I've always wanted to do some sort of like intense, like... Not love story, but just like a relationship story, mm-hmm. like marriage story, like that movie, mm-hmm. or like what was that other one with Felicity Jones? Oh, I'm gonna forget. Anyway, no, I thought it was coming back. <laughs> Nothing's coming. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. But I think you're right in like what what are the characters that you want to play?
2: And I think that I couldn't really think of any. Oh, you know what I mean? that's
0: a g- that is uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you think of some now? Are there any? Are there any? Um, musical theater characters I may not know them but I will totally appreciate mm-hmm. it or like TV film if you thought of one they're like hey we're gonna we're gonna scratch everybody's memory that this movie or show never happened and you're gonna play this character for the first time
2: yeah Um. well like for musicals mm-hmm. the ones I always jived with and like this was like my downfall in school I didn't ever identify with like golden age musicals mm. so for me like my dream role was what's her name in Green Day's American Idiot musical Oh, of course. I'm still to this day. I'm like, if I still pursued music theater, like that is still a dream role for me. Yeah. But I can't
0: see myself being in like the sound of music. Right. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So I, yes. So I did musical theater for a number of years coming up. I think too, I was not ready to tell everybody I wanted to be an actor. Mm. So I just grabbed everything that was manageable or accessible without jeopardizing continuing regular life for everybody if that makes sense I'm like okay I'll go to school for psychology I'll be a good daughter a good friend a good girlfriend I'll, I'll I'll check all the boxes for everybody else I have a little bit of time okay what could I do with this okay I can't go to theater school but I could do musical theater in the summers or I could you know yeah and uh it got to a point where I had a really hard time connecting with a lot of the musicals I'm like I but then some you know we just did karaoke the other day and like if you give me Dear Evan Hansen or Wicked I'm like oh my god I want to sing these all day Mm -hmm. so I guess I guess again it's just the Mindy Kaling or the Joaquin Phoenix like who do you want to yeah and like
2: it's funny when I see Mindy play roles I'm like yeah I'd love a role like that Mm -hmm. or like anything Tina Fey's done I'm like I mean other than a Saturday Night Live because I am not a sketch comedian I'm not (laughs) uh but like her (laughs) character in 30 Rock I'm like Mm -hmm. we'll love to play a role like that
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I'm also like, but I'd also rather produce that show. (laughs) Would you? So would you? But what about like a Mindy Kaling where she's like a showrunner, she writes it and she's in it? What's the dream for you, Susan? If someone's like, here, I'm ready. I'm, universe is going to give it to you. What's the dream now?
2: Well, it should be something like television because that's what makes money. Because that's what makes money. I, it's so funny when I tell people like, oh, I produce. They're like, oh, so do you want to like produce for TV? And I'm like, I don't know anything about TV. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. I know about live entertainment. Yeah. Um. So for me, I would love to like, I think about being like a booker for a festival. Ooh. Or, you would be great at that. Like managing a comedy club. Yeah. Like I want to be the one like
0: putting the people on the stage. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. That makes me think of an article I read about you. Um. <laughs> well, two articles. So, Susan was nominated for the, I want to get this right, Ontario College Premier Award. Yeah. Premieres. There's an S at the end. Yeah. And they wrote up a beautiful blurb about you. I want to read it. And I want to see how you feel about... Oh, tell me, tell me. Okay, before you read it, it
2: might be, they might have just been quoting a thing that Brendan D'Souza wrote about me. They
0: did quote a little bit of what Brendan wrote about you. And they put that in quotations. So they wrote as like your bio in in your nomination part. They said... Um, So this is their quote. So uh, Susan is a one. I think a Paloma's like hitting me a little bit. I got nervous (laughs) reading. Okay. So this is what Brendan wrote and it is a beautiful bio. I was literally like, oh my God, I want this on my tombstone. (laughs) Okay. So it says, quote, Susan is a one of a kind voice of a nation. She is creating opportunities to showcase the talents of LGBT comedians and actors because she saw a need for safe spaces for comics and audiences and decided to create it. Just four years out of college, she is becoming one of the best independent producers in Toronto. Susan has become a beacon for everyone who works with and around her. Her rise is nothing short of... Oh, no. The Paloma. What is that thing that hits the world? Susan, help me. Like an Armageddon? Oh, my God, Susan. A meteor? Yeah. Meteoric? Mm -hmm.
1: Because
0: all I could think was the other word that is the opposite. Okay. (laughs) meteoric and shows no signs of stopping okay so if I didn't just brutal it that's an amazing thing how does it feel to have something like that written about you
2: it is very uh nice and overwhelming Brendan is like one of my biggest champions too like Mm. he very much like supports me and and is constantly giving me validation uh it's funny um so I started seeing a therapist (gasps) Let's all see therapists.
0: Please. Oh, my God. I talk about my therapist all the time on this.
2: (laughs) And one of the things she said to me is like, Mm. why do you have trouble celebrating your accomplishments? Because she was like, you just listed a bunch of things that you've done. And you were kind of like, check, 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 check. And didn't even really talk about how significant they were.
0: Oh, therapist. She hit you.
2: Yeah. And it's true, though. And even when people write stuff like this, I for a moment, I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, "Okay, so what's next? (laughs)
0: why what's in between like what's the connecting what makes you go ah? and then what's right there before the what's next what's in there what are the thoughts
2: I don't know I think that I'll read something like that and I'll either feel like I'm not living up to it oh god or that now I got to keep going can't stand still must keep going so that I keep living up to it
0: yeah oh my god you just gave me goosebumps remember before we were talking about I don't even remember if this was on mic or off of it that we were talking about how like I get nervous making friends because I think, oh, no, this was not on the recording. I get nervous when I meet people that if they think highly of me, then it's exhausting because I'm going to have to keep that going forever. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting that you say that because I'm like, yeah, but you don't want a bad review. You want the validation, but you don't want to get any kind of reputation because then you have to keep it up.
2: Mm -hmm. And it's funny too because people can say all these nice things about you, Mm -hmm. but like in the world we live in in the capitalist society we mm-hmm. live in I'm like okay but I'm still not making a living from it so I like where actually am I I remember Brendan again so talented and so he gets lots of gigs mm-hmm. as a stand-up comedian because mm-hmm. he's very funny um and I remember he was so excited he was like oh I like a while ago was like it's the first month i have been able to pay my rent with comedy and I'm like wow like that's incredible and then I remember a few months later he was like so, like, you've been able to pay the bills, like, you've been able to pay for rent with producing, right? And I was like, no. Yeah, no! Everyone's like, wow, Susan's such a good producer. I'm like, you can feel good when you do my show, and my show can go well, mm-hmm. but, like, until it's, like, I can quit my 9-to-5 job, like, is producing going well? Oh, fuck, is my I career know. going well?
0: Yeah, how how do, you, how do you evaluate, like, success and how, or progress? Oh, I 100% agree with that. It is so hard. I'm like... Mm-hmm. OK, well, am I an actor if I'm not getting gigs or I'm not paying my bills? Or if the Uber driver asks me, oh, well, I've seen you in anything, and I say no, do I exist? Am mm-hmm. I falling down in a forest and nobody's there? Like, I'm confused what's happening.
2: Love that you qu- quoted Dear Evan Hansen.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I was thinking, like.
2: Oh, the actual quote? Yeah.
0: I'm like, Love music You're theater. Dear Evan Hansen, who quoted, no, but that's true. We're falling uh-huh. in, in the a forest, forest there's nobody around. <laughs> we just sang that at karaoke. Um, But yeah, it's
2: like, um, it sucks, but the validation that you need these days is, comes in in dollar bills. Mm -hmm. So when I, like, I know I'm hustling and I know people enjoy the shows that I produce and I know people enjoy working with me, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, would somebody
0: like to give me a job, please? (laughs) So because of Rompton, my partner Rompton, I'm Mm -hmm. saying that for the listener. The listener. I'm going to make a singular. No, we're going to put it out there. All the listeners. Not saying that for Susan because she knows who Rompton is. At Rombom. At Rombom. Follow him. Oh my God, he's going to get so many followers. I think (laughs) at the... Maybe I shouldn't say it out loud. Anyway, whatever. The Rombom. (laughs) Um, He is into Tony Robbins. Mm. So peripherally, I have listened to some Tony Robbins. And one of the huge things is like if you... Just believe you're going to make more money. You will. Obviously, I am simplifying the crap out of it. (laughs) There is so much more. Um, How do you now turn that into like, okay, everyone thinks I'm wonderful. I think in the beginning, you have to build up a reputation and you're probably not going to make money for it. Mm -hmm. But now that literally you have the reputation of one of the best independent producers in Toronto, quote, unquote, on Brendan, how do you make money from it? Do you just ask? Like, what's the next step to doing that? Like, I, you know,
2: find as many uh, opportunities mm-hmm. to produce as I can. Um, and I'm trying to find, like, higher-paid contracts. Like, mm-hmm. we did a fundraiser show that the ple- people we did the fundraiser for, but, like, paid us very well. And I was like, great, cool. Great, yeah. uh, and then I'll try to get bigger gigs during, like, Pride or yeah. things like that. I think one of the reasons that, like, when I'm, like, oh, my dream's to be a booker or to, like, manage a club,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's not, like, to keep producing shows is because I am not a good producer in that I think about the performers first mm-hmm. and, like, myself making money last. Yeah. And it's not that I make no money, but I don't want to just
0: pay everyone $10. I know. I mean, that's the – that's every that's mm-hmm. the – every time you bring an artist on, you're, like mm-hmm. – I mean, that's the dream. I guess that's the Mindy Kaling dream of it, too, is being able to, and whether it be a TV show or not, is, like, I just want to create something where I can hire all my friends and everybody can just quit all their jobs and just be paid from this thing, mm-hmm. you know?
2: And it's funny, because Brendan was saying in that thing he wrote, like, oh, like, she really wants to put, like, queer people and all the other different people, he said. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, and it's, for me, it was never, that wasn't, the goal mm. was to put queer people on stage and like make more opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. It was just me being like, I know so many talented people who aren't getting jobs and they mm-hmm. just so happen to a lot of them be queer.
1: Mm. You
2: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I would get very frustrated with like not seeing these people on stage. Yeah. Like as far as turning it into like a lucrative career mm-hmm. and something that I can quit my day job and mm-hmm. actually do the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I am at this point where I'm like, I don't really know what that next step is. Mm-hmm. Do I reach out to a booker who I really admire and be like, hey, want to go for coffee? Yeah, and like like the,
0: the infamous want to go the, for coffee. The
2: good old pick your brain. Yeah. PYB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I do that? Or like what? I don't really know what the next step is to get where I want to. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm. Even if I'm like impressing the right people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't, I'm at that spot. And this has been me for a few months now being like, how do I take the next step? I went to school to be a musical theater performer. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know the plan. You know
0: what? Nobody, (laughs) nobody knows. And I do, I do genuinely think it sounds a little wishy-washy. I do think that one of the first steps, one of the first steps to getting what you want is letting people know you want it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I mean, I, I, I think, I say this all the time, so I'm sure you already know this, but I think about you for everything. Like every time somebody's like, oh, we need a producer. I'm like, S- I, have, I have a friend, Susan, or like, <laughs> hey, we need somebody to run this casting session. I'm like, Susan, like, I I, I would not be surprised if there are so many people in the city who are going Susan as well, who are thinking you. And, and so sometimes it is just that opportunity. But I think a big thing is saying like, well, I want this. Like Mm -hmm. next I want to be a booker because then when a booker, when when a booker role booker opportunity comes up, people are going to think of you first, even quicker. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think,
0: and for sure, I mean those coffees, it's like letting people know is the first step a hundred percent. And I'm saying this as much for myself as you, like not to be preachy, but I'm in this same thing of like, what do you want? Say it out loud, Mm -hmm. write it down, like get it out of your head. Cause it doesn't exist yet. Like just get it out there. The amount of
2: comics that I talk to uh who are like oh so like do you do a lot of stand-up and I'll be like not really anymore and they'll Mm. be like oh well like what do you want to be doing and I'm like oh like I'd love to manage a club or be a booker and they're like oh because that's not why a lot of them are running their shows they're like Mm. oh we want to like comedians and like time. Yeah. valid totally valid 100%. um but they're like oh so the amount of people who are like surprised mm-hmm. by me saying that I'm sort of thinking so if I reached out to people and said hey <laughs> would love to know how to get where you are. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people banging down a booker's door to be like, I want to do what you do. I think there's a lot of people banging down their door to be like, come see me perform. I you put
1: me- yeah. Are you coming to my
2: showcase? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Seriously. And when you said it, I first of all, I, I, was su- I didn't know that that's what you would want to do. I was surprised. I also was like, oh, you would be fucking amazing at that. Like, you could totally do that. But yeah, I had no idea. I do want to go back. How did you, why did you start doing stand-up? Um, like, what made you want to start doing it?
2: So I've always loved comedy. Yeah. And you know, when we met, I was coming to like comedy shows regularly just to watch. And totally. yeah, I have always loved it. Loved SNL when I was younger and still do. Um, I didn't think I could be a part of that world though at all. Mm. And then... Wait,
0: why, why, why? Because why I was you? like,
2: oh, I'm not funny. Mm. And I didn't think... So it, it was a similar journey to, to theater is like, I went into it being like, oh... I'm a performer and didn't think, like, there was other ways to be involved in theater. Mm. So when I saw comedy from, like, an outside perspective, I was like, well, if I'm not very funny, then, like, I can't be in comedy. And then now I'm like, oh, but there's other ways to be part of it. So I had a friend, uh, Dan Curtis Thompson, Mm -hmm. who ran a show for new comics. And he'd be like, you're always going to comedy shows. You love comedy. Come do stand-up. And I'm like, Dan... I'm not going to come do stand up. I'm not funny. And he's like, you'll be fine. If you want to get together, we can write jokes like you did theater. So you'll be fine on stage. And you clearly have a passion for this. So Mm -hmm. just like come do my show. Mm -hmm. And then you never have to do it again if you don't like it. I was like, I don't want to. (laughs) And then he's like, you're booked for April. And I was like, (gasps) "Ah, shit. Oh, my God. So he kind of just like forced me into it
0: (laughs) I'm I'm in awe I'm so impressed or like every way that I'm about to say this sounds condescending and it's not I just couldn't do it and I fucking admire the shit out of you that you did it okay so then you do that show Mm
2: -hmm. so got tricked into doing it um (laughs) and it went really well um but then I just didn't do it again Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was just like, I don't know if it's like for me. And then I think he asked me back for like an all-stars show. Cause like, it's still like the new performers, but like they'll come back. So I came back and did the anniversary show and I was like, it's not going to be good. I was in a really bad place at the time. I was like upset about some stuff going on and I was like, I'm not going to be funny. And then I got on stage and it felt so good again. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not the worst at this. (laughs) Um, so then I just, I started going to a weekly open mic mm-hmm. and I started to find a community mostly in like the, the queer stand-up community mm-hmm. and like made a lot of friends and it was good because Brendan was really like on his stand-up journey and so it was like nice to be able to spend time with him and do that mm-hmm. Um, but then I just kept doing the same jokes and I was like I have no desire to write new ones I like I'm not a stand-up comic <laughs> I don't know
0: you're so su- like it's amazing how, I don't know if I would, I think I would have been like, just write new jokes. You probably want to, but you're not scared. I would have had this whole inner dialogue and it's like, I, it's amazing how you're able to just identify how you feel, what you think, period. I waste so much time trying to convince myself that I don't feel or think how I actually do. And it is like, amazing to me that you're able to just be like, yeah, I don't think I'm a great actor or like, <laughs> you know, and it's just – it's not even with like a – I don't know. It's not with a, a criticism. It's just like this is my observation right now. I could change it if I want, but this is where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah. I I think it took me a while to get there in music theater, mm-hmm. so now I'm just more self-aware, um, yeah. which is, is great because I – i don't think i'm a bad stand-up comic it's just not my strong suit Mm. like it's not what i excel at and i think i like excelling at things i don't know (laughs) um what uh yeah i found myself going to open mics to watch people perform and Mm. not to go up for myself like who does that that's actually super fucked
0: (laughs) that's like some sort of like ideal audience member that's 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 some sort of self-harm
2: is like a Someone who goes to an open mic to be like, "Oh, let's see people try new material." Like this is so stupid. I remember one time um, <laughs> there was an open mic that was like a revolving door open mic, and I remember like s- stay- saying I wanted to stay and watch. <laughs> and people would just like come in and out and in and out and I was there for four hours. and it sucked because people would be on stage' and be like "Oh, they were good. I'm gonna talk to them after the show and then they'd be gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see you heard it here if you are doing an open mic stick around for a little bit there might be a booker in the I mean room. I'm not
2: going to open mics anymore that was a phase uh, yeah, but because yeah, open that. mics but are exhausting just saying,
0: they are exhausting yeah and they're a little bit sad sometimes too yeah. I think I want to go and I always want to like give the performer what they need so I'm just exhausted by the end because I'm laughing at things I don't think are funny and like I'm <laughs> Feeling like I need to check if they're okay it's too much yeah um I see that you're out of a drink mm-hmm. so we're gonna take a break to go make a second drink and while we're on a break we'll do a word from our sponsors and we're back just kidding I have uh, zero sponsorship <laughs> that spot is still open for anyone who wants to um Okay, so I want to um, shift gears and ask you more about your personal life versus a professional. Totally.
1: Totally. <laughs> ah!
0: Okay, so one of the things that I feel so connected to you on or that I feel like we're very similar is that we're both very busy people. I feel like that's a weird word to use, but that we both love to um, like commit to projects and have things going on. I guess one thing I really struggle with in that is I have a hard time knowing when I should be prioritizing my career, aka feeling like I'm prioritizing myself, or when I should be prioritizing the people in my life who I love and are important to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you also similarly have family that's like not that far from Toronto. So you technically could attend like a Thanksgiving dinner or like you know, which makes it very hard. I feel like I'm living a double life half the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanna know, do you find it difficult to balance your obligations with your loved ones, and like hustling and pursuing a career in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so my therapist. Oh, I love yeah yeah. She bring her in, and I
2: have really like the theme is space, finding mm. space in your life, um, and I I have not found that that balance in that space. Um, I am very busy. I I feel like I'm not. Doing the right things mm. if I'm not busy, mm-hmm. um, like so I was unemployed for about four months uh, in like I think it was 2018, mm-hmm. and I was like, great, so I will have so much time. <laughs> and when I didn't have things to do, I felt lazy, and then I felt guilty for being lazy, mm. and then I just like got like really like in a hole about it, and was like, God, what am I doing? I need to find a job. I need to find more projects like I don't know it's I don't know if it's just like me hiding from some depression or something me having to keep busy but like if I'm not busy I feel like things are not going right
0: yeah what is that what do you so like what if you just I'm having a hard time because I I feel very similar like Mm -hmm. I couldn't if I have a day off I'm like okay let's go to my to-do list look at all these things I could get do I could get done today Mm -hmm. which is not a positive thing either because some people who are able to just chill and relax that day or like they don't have to-dos mm-hmm. they're probably much healthier so like well, yeah yeah. what's the worst case if you do nothing?
2: exactly there isn't a worst case in yeah. therapy yeah
0: like <laughs>
2: literally I had to hire a professional to tell me like hey it's okay <laughs> yeah. for you to sleep until noon one day or mm-hmm. spend the whole day in your apartment doing nothing mm-hmm. because you're so busy all the time so I'm sort of slowly starting to make that, like, space for myself. Mm. And then as far as balancing, like, friends and family, um, I think that this is so crazy. If you make it part of your routine,
1: mm. you're, like,
2: better at it. So, Oh, talk uh, me
0: through this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, like, four of my, like, closest friends, we have family day once a week. And it's, Aww. like, usually on a Sunday, sometimes a Monday, depending on our work <laughs> schedules. But yeah. we'll, like figure it out and if it doesn't happen every week it's fine Mm -hmm. and we don't do anything we just like hang out Mm. um but like I should be making time for all my friends for sure but just like making time for them Mm -hmm. every week is important to me so but I I, like schedule it
0: (laughs) I don't think that's negative Mm -hmm. I don't think that I honestly I don't and when you were saying it I was thinking like oh how do I do that and then I also thought oh crap like I have I I struggle because I have really close friends In a couple different circles. So honestly, I just feel like I'm never doing enough to make the people in my life who I see as important and special. I never feel like I'm doing enough to make all of them feel important and special. Right. And with having a day job, like sometimes like, okay, so we have a job that pays money. Then we have our career that we hope to one day make money. Mm -hmm. Then friends and family. And it not in that order. Maybe that's a Freudian slip that I'm ordering it like that probably because I get terrified about money, but, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard. It's so hard to feel like you're act and then yourself. Yeah. And I'm putting that last. I'll talk to my therapist about this, but like you, I don't know how to find time for all of it. I constantly feel like I am failing in one of the areas. And for a long time, it was always myself. I just Mm -hmm. was not doing what I wanted to do. Like I maybe like wasn't pursuing acting for years or whatever. Like now Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, I don't need to do I don't need to start my podcast for three years I don't need to do that script or write that whatever and then even then I still feel like I'm letting people down there was so many times where actually I felt like I was letting you specifically down or I was yeah like or that I was I guess that I was sending the message to you that I cared about you less than I actually did and it it was awful
2: I feel like I've sort of given you a free pass because well how you were like oh I feel like you're similar to me I've feel like you're similar to me as well. Mm. And so I'd be like, it's fine that I never see Amanda, because she's busy. I'm busy. <laughs>
0: like- I know, but it makes me sad. Se- I, I want to be the friend that shows up to everything for everybody. And I want to be the friend who, like, you need me to help you move. You need me to, like, I want to be that friend. You're mm-hmm. stressed, and you, you need to take a weekend vacation. I will cancel everything. I'm there. Like mm-hmm. I want to be that friend. And then I don't know how to be that friend and also pursue this. A
2: hack? Mm -hmm. There are certain uh, obligations I have Mm -hmm. uh, that I can bring my friends to. Mm -hmm. So like my day job is at a theater. We have opening nights and I can invite friends. Mm -hmm. So then after the show goes in, once the show is done, there's like drinks after, I can hang out with my friend at that. And I had to be there because it's work.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Or I um, book a variety show. Mm -hmm. One of the things, one of the acts I book on the variety show is a magician and the way that I book a magician is by going to this, like, magic show once a month. Mm. So it's like inst- a talent scout. Yeah. Oh, fun. And so instead of, like, me being like, well, got to go to this magic show. I'll yeah. be like, anyone want to come to this magic show?
0: So oh, like, so you like blend the worlds. That's yeah. So smart. Because it's
2: like, if I have to be there, but it's still something social, like, I might as well invite some friends. Yeah. So I find that, in the very least, it's like, Come to this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and then it's you. It's And even if they can't, it's you still send. Like, I'm all about, like, you're still sending the message. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time with you. Yes, I'm busy, but I want to spend time. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I compartmentalize everything. Like, right. I'm like, okay, this is the friend's time. Oh, like, because as you're saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, if I have an improv show, I'll just invite friends and then let's hang out afterwards. Why have I never thought of that?
2: Exactly. And it's like, I think that sometimes you feel like you need your friends to be separate, but I mm-hmm. find the kinds of people I gravitate towards would naturally get along. Mm. Like, why would they not? Mm-hmm. Cause it's the company that I like to keep
1: Yeah, my
2: music theater school friend can coming out with my comedy friends. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Do you find it easy to be yourself around different people? Reason I asked sort of what I said, like, Oh, they, Oh my God, you're so funny. I'm like, okay, I'm funny girl with Susan. And then like, <laughs> someone says, oh, wow, you're such a good listener. I'm like, okay, I'm a good listener with Jim. i like, oh, you're such... And so then if I would have like a birthday or something, I couldn't combine everybody. Because how can I be funny and kind and this <laughs> and that and that? How can I meet everyone's needs at once? Like mm-hmm. I would spiral and I couldn't do it. So I would need to have a birthday where, okay, I can be funny and a birthday where I could be kind. Like so that I could leave every friend feeling like, fuck, I want to be Amanda's friend. Like I wouldn't let anyone down. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, do you find it... How easy is it for you to just be yourself in social situations? Um,
2: easier now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I was like, for a little bit in junior high, I was like hanging out with the popular girls, mm. and I didn't. I never felt like myself then. And I remember getting into high school and kind of being like, oh, popularity doesn't matter. <laughs> and so I kind of learned early on it was okay to be myself. Still don't think I was myself because I was mm-hmm. a teenager and I was wacky in Winnipeg. Mm. Um, but I just like in I don't know, probably the past like five to eight years, just mm-hmm. sort of figured out how to be comfortable being myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes you put on a bit of an act, like you'll try to act more professional and less yeah. casual around people, but I don't find that I'm ever pretending to be something I'm not. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I think maybe I just, (laughs) I think, well, actually I said to my therapist, I was like, I think that like, I think I have a good personality and I don't think I'm like mega hot and that's not like a... (laughs) It's not like a downfall. It's not like me being self-deprecating. I'm just like, I know I'm not a model, but my personality is a 12. So like, that's the part that I like feel the most confident about.
0: Oh, <laughs> where is Susan going with this? Also, I was like, okay, I hold back and <laughs> jumping in and being like, you're fucking gorgeous. But I'm like, okay, let's, let's fu- figure yeah, yeah. I see where you're going. So it's like, it. why okay. would I
2: put makeup on my personality? She looks good.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can yeah. we write this on my mirror? That's so nice.
2: <laughs> um, um, put on makeup on the rest of my body for sure. But like, no, nah. but, but I do feel good about like who I am as a person. And mm-hmm. I think that's come from years of validation. And I look around sometimes cause I'll often be like, I'm alone cause I'm single. I'll be like, I'm so alone. But then I'll just like take a step back and be like, but I have so many friends who just love you, who just love like me. Family. And I, when I like really like reflect on like the way that people see me, I'm like, mm-hmm okay, I can be myself because yeah. I want all these people over being myself. Yeah, yeah. Can I just real quick splice? Yes, tell me. If I lived in the same city as I went to high school, yeah. I'd be singing a different tune.
0: See, okay. I don't know how you
2: do that. Who you were in high school is so different from who you are like now. In, yeah. And so for me, I'm actually only in touch with two people from high school. Mm. And that's uh, not because of distance. That's mm. because of who I am now. Yeah. And when I think about the guy I was in love with in high school. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, he wouldn't even be who I'd have my my sights set on these yeah. days. And when I think about my friends now, hanging out with most of the people I went to high school with, I'm like, that would make no sense at all. Yeah. And it's not that they're bad people. It's just that that was a different person. I'm such a different person. Mm-hmm. So blending them would be impossible. Yeah. The, like, two friends I do stay in touch with, like... One of them has met a lot of these friends because he's been to visit a few times, Mm. and I'm like, okay, see, like this is how I know that our friendship is not of circumstance anymore because, like, you jive with the me today, not like with Winnipeg Susan. You're like, oh, I like Toronto Susan. I like all versions of Susan. Well,
0: and if and if he's coming in and hanging with you with your friends now that you feel completely yourself with and Mm -hmm. accepted by, and you can be that version of yourself, who you are now Mm -hmm. with him, then you're like, oh oh my God, it's almost like a weird little test. Not a test, but do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is a weird experiment. Oh, this shows me. Because I also, I mean, I've also been in a relationship since high school. I have friendships Mm -hmm. since high school. And I've been making like active choices to like better myself and try and figure out like, Mm -hmm. what are all these weird things I'm telling myself that are not healthy and productive and probably not true? Like, Mm -hmm. And the scariest thing was implementing them and worrying that the people that I love will stick around. Like I was really scared. Oh my God, maybe it's the plum. I'm going to get like choked up. I was really scared that if I made certain choices that I knew I needed to make and that would make me healthier, like, oh, I need to set these kind of boundaries or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, well, will my high school friends still want to be my friends? Like, will my partner still want to be around? Will my Like, you know, you you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't actually think with these different friends, I don't think it's that I was trying to be something I wasn't. I think it's just whatever they saw in me, I thought in two-dimensional I thought oh you see me as a funny kind friend who will keep your secrets those are my three things I'll sign the contract that's what I am forever Mm -hmm. there was no room for flexibility there's no room to make any mistakes and so it's that like rigidity that just was suffocating it, so,
2: like, you are those things, but then you have other layers too. Mm-hmm. Like
0: an onion. Oh, <laughs> little Shrek reference. Love Shrek. Corey
2: Birch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't need to bring him into this. Okay? <laughs> Nobody loves Shrek. Get out,
0: Corey Birch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, like, you are those things, but you have these other layers. And I think you're in your mind, you're like, oh, God, like, what if they don't like these other layers? Yeah. But, like, people should just love the people they love as a whole. I know. And so. If you find people in your life rejecting a layer that's important to you, mm-hmm. in my mind it's like why are they in my life? Yeah. I remember something that was like was very um eye-opening mm-hmm. for me as far as relationships I kept. Was when I came out as bisexual was sort of like a scandalous thing mm-hmm. <laughs> when people found out and I was careful with who I told and I was younger, I was like 19.
0: But and can still, I ask, and where, so 19, so were you at St. Lawrence? No, no, I was just leaving Winnipeg. Oh, you were just leaving Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Right, 19 is like grade 12. No, uh, first year.
2: First year. I did or a year ish, of university. Yeah, 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 yeah. The year of university yeah. didn't matter. Okay. Um, but so when oh, I came so out, wow. as bi- it was really stressful. It was just such a scary thing. And people weren't uh, as like accepting about it as I was hoping. Like mm. not everyone. I remember I had a boyfriend at the time and he was like, well, what if you cheat on me with a woman?
0: And I was like, what What if I cheat cheat on you with with a man? Uh, I hate that argument. It drives me crazy. It doesn't make sense. Yeah,
2: it was so stressful. And then I remember when I started at uh, Sheridan, the prep program I did, Mm -hmm. I was making all these new friends and I was like so nervous to tell them that I was bi. I was like, oh no, they're going to judge me and it's going to be weird. And
0: Like for the whole year. Yeah, and
2: the boy I like is going to be weird about it and all this stuff. And I remember just mentioning it to like a group of I think eight people being like uh yeah um I'm bisexual uh uh yeah I just wanted to tell you and they're like okay <laughs> I was like mm, oh so was, I suddenly <sighs> was in this whole group of people who didn't mind this layer that a bunch of people seem to just have an issue with wow so I f- felt I don't know it was clarity mm-hmm. I was like oh it's n- it, it wasn't me it wasn't the layer that was wrong It was where I was with the layer. Oh. Yeah. So I think that like, and not everyone was judgy about that, Mm -hmm. but those are the people I've kept, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Did it make you, yeah, I guess, how did it change how you viewed the people who weren't okay with that layer?
2: It just showed me how easy it was to be myself. Mm. And that's the thing in Winnipeg, I was really struggling to sort of figure it out and I was slowly figuring it out through high school but I still was like there's just parts of me that I don't know like is this me what is Mm. what am I yeah (laughs) and then it was so easy to just be myself not fake any part of me Mm. when I got to Ontario because Ontario is better than no (laughs) (laughs) Ontario is better than Manitoba (laughs) um no and it was just sort of that shift of like these are the people you know in high school and These are the people who are your
0: people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you always know you were bisexual?
2: No. No. (laughs) It's so funny. You're gonna be like, (laughs) of course. Uh, (laughs) I'm so excited. So I always growing up was curious as to why there was homophobia and Mm -hmm. any kind of discrimination Yeah, because I was like everyone's people which I know is a very naive thing but I when I was growing up I I didn't get it
0: also if I'm picturing a kid saying that Mm -hmm. I want to hug them (laughs) and adopt them like that's the sweetest thing to think yeah and my
2: parents I was raised in a very open household Mm -hmm. I mean just they were accepting Mm -hmm. Uh, my parents I never heard them say a a hateful thing about anyone Mm. and so um I was always sort of (laughs) externally supportive of the queer community without realizing it and then I got into theater and like met my first gay person Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we became friends (laughs) uh and then in grade 12 so I'm 17 at this time they started a GSA at my high school what's a GSA a gay straight alliance (gasps) oh Mm -hmm. uh, okay we had never had that they brought in a motivational speaker to talk to us about like okay not using gay in a derogatory way and making sure that queer people feel safe and then they were like and we're starting a GSA and I thought I should join I was born for this I've been saying this all along I've been supporting the queer people this whole time (laughs) I would just be sitting there uh in the meetings and people talking about their sexuality and me being like wow oh wow they're struggling with so much and just sort of supporting everyone and not thinking about my own journey Mm. and then I remember there was moments leading up to that that I would look at someone who wasn't a man mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, they're attractive," or "Hmm, what's that about <laughs> feelings?" <laughs> but I'm so stupid that in my brain I thought, "But I like men, so I'm not gay."
0: Mm. And then isn't it, it crazy though how that can be enough
2: of yeah. a of a of like a re- rebuttal? Mm-hmm. It took for someone in the GSA to say I'm bisexual for me to be like, "Oh." <laughs> oh <laughs> right you can you can like more than one thing <laughs> cause like here I am being an ally in my yeah, mind yeah. supporting the queer community being
0: like whatever they need and me just thinking like I'm just here to help <laughs> oh my gosh so was it was it that person saying that they were bisexual that made you realize it was kind of that mm. and I remember having this
2: attraction to someone I went to school with mm. And sort of mentioning it to my friend who had come out as gay to me. Um, and he was like, you might want to talk to them about that. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they're queer too.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. How did, When you heard that they were queer too, did that, how that make you feel?
2: Um, <laughs> a little less idiotic. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Because I wasn't surrounded by a lot of queer people in high school. To this day,
2: my mm-hmm. graduating class was huge. Hundreds of people. There's like three or four of us I know who are out and queer like now statistic yeah statistically that doesn't make sense that's a really low wow yeah so I wasn't surrounded by a lot of that so I guess knowing that I was gravitating towards other queer people I guess sort of validated it Mm. a bit um and then it took a long time for me to actually be like comfortable and whatever Mm -hmm. with
0: it how was it to come out while you were in a relationship with a guy
2: Oh, awful. I didn't even want to come out to him. Mm. His gay friend <laughs> was like, I think your girlfriend might be gay.
0: Who says that? <laughs> Who? If they seriously thought that you
2: were. I know. I was like, that's Who so rude. hijacks? I know. Like hijacked that. It. And so he asked me, he's like, Are you like bi or something? And I was like, oh god. <laughs> and at what? that point it would
0: feel to yeah. me, it would feel like, okay, now I'm either like you You can't make up a lie when you're not yeah, expecting the question. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Oh. So he was like one of the first people I came out to and I was not ready. Oh. Yeah. And, and then it caused some weird tension. And I mean, I broke up with him for other reasons, but yeah. I was like, oh God, you just
0: <laughs> suck. You just suck. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I, I would imagine it would be hard to sort of figure it out when you're in, I guess you w- you sort of knew before you were in the relationship. But mm-hmm. I think when you're in a relationship, it clouds it even more sometimes. Totally. You're like, and, and especially if, And not to assume anything, but especially if you're in a monogamous relationship, Mm -hmm. you're like, well, yeah, I'm not looking for anything. I don't need to think about it. There is also an issue
2: in like the bisexual and pansexual community of like bisexual and pansexual erasure is like if you're a cisgender woman Mm -hmm. and you're with a cisgender man, are you really bi because you've committed, you're committed in a monogamous, you're married to this guy. So how are you possibly bi? And I Mm -hmm. don't love that because I'm like, just because you settle with one person, it doesn't mean that. All the rest of it never mattered.
0: Isn't the idea that you're in love with a person for who the person is? So Mm -hmm. why does it suddenly matter what their gender is when you're with them? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sort of seen as like, not queer enough. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I'm sort of like, okay, well, why is there a label then Mm -hmm. for
0: bisexual? (laughs) Like, well, then why did I need to tell people? Yeah. What my sexuality was, if it's not going to
2: matter. Yeah, not everyone wants to be in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, I want to be in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, if I settle with one gender, that doesn't make me any more or less queer. A hundred percent.
0: I remember when I was growing up, and it was so confusing because I remember, like, people would say, "Queer" wasn't even a word that was ever said at True. like my school or anything. Oh, actually, yeah. and if actually it was, but it was it wasn't said in any positive light. Yeah, and then people either said gay or lesbian and if people said bisexual they were like oh you're just confused or, or like a slut <laughs> <laughs> you just like to kiss girls at parties for attention like, no what <laughs> like don't diminish it like that yeah but just yeah like oh you're confused or like oh you're just not confident enough to say that you're gay mm-hmm. or quote-unquote fully gay and it's yeah. like wh- what is yeah just always feeling so frustrated that and I always had this thing of like, I want to make those people un- I want those people, I want to push them all the way to thinking how I'm thinking, mm-hmm. first of all, which is like a little bit who says how I'm thinking the, <laughs> you know what I mean it's a little bit I mean high horsey, but bisexuality
2: it is uh, like a stepping stone for some people because mm-hmm. it's easier to be like, well, I'm not like fully gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been stepping on this stone for a while though, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite confident yes. I mean, I totally understand yeah. that if that some people might want to say that first test the waters with the people that they love in their life Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't know that that's not how they'll eventually identify maybe they do know that that's not you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but to say that people who are fully saying no i'm bisexual to say that (laughs) they're not yeah it just makes me think of all the times where I'm like, if somebody says that's what they are or who they are or how they represent themselves, like if somebody gives themselves a name, that's the name you call them. Like yeah. what, what, why do you care? I know. Uh
2: because some people just want the world to work a certain way. And I know. It don't work that way.
0: Uh, I'm like, <laughs> get out of people's homes. Like get out of people's pants, get yes. out of their wallets. Like it's just, get out. This podcast is now sponsored by RuPaul. <laughs> Oh, my God, if RuPaul called me to sponsor this, I would put him right in <laughs> where we got, we got the other Palomas. <laughs> I do want to ask you back to when you were saying, like, you like to keep busy because if you're, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: quiet and do nothing, then what? I struggle with this so much. So I want to know. Let's go back and say, okay, you – tomorrow you're – you just – you work calls you and says you don't need to come in and you just do nothing. Mm. Like, what is the fear what is so scary about... And you have, let's say, next week, all your projects are ending this Sunday. Next week, you have no projects lined up. Mm-hmm. You have the week off of work. So
2: if I had the week off of work, <laughs> that would be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's add, <laughs> I understand, right, because of money. So you're, you're going to work every day? Or you're going to work a regular week? Yeah. But you have no projects going on, yes. no creative projects going on, um, <clears throat> no sort of creative projects you're thinking of, no prospects? Yeah, I would find something as soon as possible yeah. or latch
2: onto someone else or oh I do this thing where I over offer my services uh. to people like oh do you need help on your show oh do six of you need help on your show great I'll help on all your shows <laughs> they're all happening on the same night okay fabulous <laughs> I'll do it which I've learned to stop doing because then it's like spreading myself too thin yeah in that, like I can't properly promote everything if my name's on everything yeah <laughs> um, yeah. but uh yeah I would I if if I I feel like if I'm not producing comedy shows or if I'm not doing something like that is on my wanted career path that I am gonna disappear like I feel so stressed
0: oh so it's that you're gonna disappear like you're gonna
2: people are gonna forget about me mm. or they'll be like oh like why aren't you working on anything and I'll be like ah. <laughs> I don't know. um I feel a bit like I'm failing if I'm not
0: mm. working on my career hmm oh my god me too what if so are you a person who like some people are like oh I'm gonna go uh, move to a remote area for six months Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna live a quieter life for a bit oh my god like Joss Mm -hmm. our wonderful friend Joss who like went out east fell in love she's like I'm gonna move there for a year Mm mm-hmm I so admired her for that because I was like, oh, you genuinely are listening to something your heart is fully telling you and you're going to go do it. Like how much integrity did you just build with yourself to be like, I want to do this. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Inside, I was, if I, I thought for myself, I'm like, I would freak the fuck out. Yeah. I can't move out of Toronto. How dare I move out of Toronto if I want to be an actor? If I'm moving out of Toronto, I better move to New York or LA. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. If I don't succeed in my career, it's because I didn't try hard enough and I failed myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting, Susan. We can't live <laughs> like this. How do we get out of this? We can't do this. It's so funny because like there's that whole thought of,
2: of I'm going to move to a remote place for six months. My brain has never thought I'm going to move somewhere to just get away from it all. No. My thought has been there's no jobs in Toronto. Maybe I should move somewhere else. Create some jobs somewhere. <laughs> find somewhere that needs me. Like oh. I'll think about hmm, maybe like Halifax Comedy Festival. Do they have more jobs in... The comedy world here in Toronto. Oh, interesting. Maybe I go work there, or yeah. I'll, or I'll think maybe I should just go open a regional theater to put on summer musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of Ottawa, like I always think in terms of getting away to create a career create. for myself. Yeah, it's never. I need a break. No, it's like I gotta get away to create a career. Yeah, and I. I haven't done that, and I have no intention of leaving Toronto anytime soon. But sometimes I think, God, is Vancouver theater sports hiring? Like, anyone need me? <laughs> Does yeah. Anyone- Does anyone want me? Need yeah. me? No, one hundred
0: percent. Yeah. When I think about like a a vacation away for a week, mm-hmm. I'm like, Am I really gonna? I'm gonna tap out for a week? That's too long. I can't. I can't check in and out for mm-hmm. that long. I've now taken a vacation two
2: years in a row mm-hmm. with the the uh family day crew yeah oh I know yeah uh so I never thought I'd be a vacation person yeah going away for like 10 days Mm -hmm. not six months is very healthy and definitely what I need yeah um am I staying off my email the whole time no yeah but I do tell people I'll be away so they can't expect to send me messages about things (laughs) um but it is it's been a positive thing and I'll Mm -hmm. look very much forward to it every year and I hope I go on a vacation every year yeah Um, so that's important I think to Mm -hmm. take that time to just actually unplug and get
0: away yeah (laughs) you know what sometimes I think it's actually like it's not even the vacation itself but it's almost sometimes the act of telling yourself that you're what you want to do and your life and having control in your life Is important and you deserve it because Mm even 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 if you are producing your own shows like I know I'm thinking of auditioning and stuff but even producing your own shows often the timeline is not up to you or the or when a show is gonna happen like are you gonna have enough shows to book you every month or whatever you know what I mean it's not on your schedule it's not on your timeline so it almost feels like your life is not your own and you don't and that's just the industry and you're like Mm -hmm. bullshit so sometimes I think even just saying well no, I don't know what's going to happen in July right now, but I'm booking a fucking vacation for a week Mm -hmm. because I deserve to choose what my life is like. Yeah. Like sometimes even just that is so mentally healthy.
2: Yeah, taking that control. Yeah. I think too, taking yourself out of the environment is important
0: Mm. because if
2: I just took a week off and did nothing here and got drunk all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would um, feel <laughs> yeah. I would feel bad because it's all happening around me. Like I know I'm like in it. Oh, but that's when you're a good point. so I'm like in Cuba. When I was in Cuba, I can't feel guilty about anything that's happening around yeah, me. Because everyone not going to that show because yeah, you're like, I'm in Cuba. Everyone's relaxing around you. Yeah. You,
0: there's no environment pushing you to feel as if you need to do things. So oh that's such a good point. Cause I'm always like, yeah. you know what? I just need to take a weekend off and just Do nothing and be in my apartment. But staycations are bullshit. Yeah, staycations (laughs) are bullshit. Oh my God, that is, I'm gonna fucking put that on my mirror because that's so true. Okay, I also wanna go back. I wanna go back to when you were saying, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't wanna put words in your mouth, but you were talking about like the people in your life that you'll keep around or that you should keep around are the ones who see the different like layers of your onion and appreciate them Mm -hmm. what are your onion layers that the people in your life have to appreciate or accept or respect in order to stick around and still be your friend Mm,
2: good question oh my god thank you Mm. um wow I haven't really even thought about that like the big one but it's sort of irrelevant now mm. is the queerness I mean mm-hmm. now if someone doesn't accept me for being queer we're throwing them off a balcony you know? yeah well
0: I mean that's, <laughs> but that's such a good answer yeah. like let's say it's a new friend even and it's mm-hmm. like okay here are the three or like here are the five things that you're gonna have to respect
1: mm-hmm.
0: and appreciate and love about me or you're gonna be thrown off the balcony probably of my life like you're mm-hmm. gonna get out here
2: I feel I can be a bit uh, bossy and I hate mm. that word for women but I I don't love relinquishing control and when people will ask me, do you need help? When I'm cooking, do you mm-hmm. need help? I'm like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. People who can kind of understand that I need to do a
0: lot of things on my own.
2: and <laughs> Like she made our <laughs>
0: second round of drinks and they're so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we were playing this game little silly group game the other night and a something like oh what would Susan win an award and everyone wrote like being a bossy bitch
0: (laughs) you know what I also I get called bossy too yeah and I actually think like I'm fine if people are calling me bossy because I'm a bossy person just don't call me bossy like if you would still call a dude bossy for the things I'm doing call me bossy Mm -hmm. I am a bossy person Mm -hmm. I know I can be totally okay so queerness Mm -hmm. bossiness um
2: (laughs) being messy
0: ooh. so
2: it's funny because so i never growing up considered myself an a-type personality but that phrase gets like thrown at me because in my mind a-type was tidiness Mm. color coding your agenda (laughs) i don't really do that yeah um so my room is always messy yeah my apartment you've been it's clean when people come over it's beautiful brie does a lot of the cleaning great roommate uh (laughs)
0: Great like, person, angel, yeah.
2: cleaner, I like roommate. to wash the dishes. Yeah. I like to take out the garbage. But just like general cleanliness, I'm I'm kind of messy. So yeah. if you're like, <laughs> okay, Susan's like keeping a pile of clutter on the kitchen yeah. table for six days. <laughs> and if you're going to judge me for that, like yeah. we can't be friends. The fact that Brie has lived with me for like nine out of the ten years we've known each other and we're still friends. I'm like, well, so she's okay with Aww. that layer.
0: <laughs> yeah, That layer. Um, Susan, it's so weird. I already knew we were similar, but it's so... It's weird because you're saying things that I didn't realize I feel. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm, I think I'm an A-type. People always call me an A-type. Mm-hmm. But I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome because I'm messy yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, before you came over today, like, I I cleaned up. Like yeah, you were like, oh, six is better so I can yeah. clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also, like, had to – anyway, I was taking Bella to the vet. And I'm like, yeah. I need more time to clean. But I – um, yeah, like, I – I'm often messy. There are things everywhere, and I'm like, I'm an. I think I'm an A type. Why am I messy? Mm-hmm. Why have I not cleaned that out? Why have I not done that? And I always thought that meant I wasn't an A type, but I don't know if that. It really might have
2: to do with how the messy is. So for me, mm. if you leave like a plate with some like, like food, sauce, or something yeah. on the floor on your. Desk for day, like that's yeah, no. gross. Like, that's even on the table, even on the table. Wash, Out you wash go. Dishes. That's dishes. yeah, totally. Something's making a smell. Wow. Yeah. Um, for me, it's sort of like organized clutter. It's so dumb. I always know where the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, my futon is down in my room and it has a bunch of crap on it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, every morning, I'm like, oh, well, that's where I put my conditioner and my deodorant on <laughs> the yeah, futon, yeah, like yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's things like that. Oh, this drives Brie bananas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In this world of technology. Yes. I don't know what is wrong with me. For some reason, I can't keep an online calendar. I love Google Docs. Google Drive is my yeah. favorite thing. Yeah. No, I'm not about the Google calendars. No the online ca- calendars. Like, I hate the Google calendars. I hate the Apple yeah. iPhone calendar. And I can't, for the life of me, carry an agenda around because oh. I... It's just another thing to carry. Okay, Like fair. I'm very like phone wallet keys. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, I, yeah. Uh, So I, I'm like, oh, an agenda. So this is how I keep track of my life, and it drives free bonkers. We have um, a whiteboard calendar in our kitchen. Yeah. You, you don't just write all your own stuff on there, do you? We all write our own stuff on there. Okay. But I also write my own stuff on there, things that don't involve the roommates. Oh, no. <laughs> and what I do is every time I <laughs> – this is so stupid. Every time I write an update on the calendar, yeah, I take a photo of it. So it's on my phone. So it's like
0: a traveling agenda.
2: But <laughs> i have to hand write it and then i take a photo i don't know it's so weird It's like just write it so and bring it it's like that is not a proper way to organize
0: right your life yeah but you're a very you're a very very <laughs> like one of the top things that i say about you when i like tell everybody to hire you is how reliable you are how accountable you are so clearly it's working somehow that's the thing is it's
2: organized chaos right is it messy
0: is it unorthodox yeah but geniuses work that way exactly
2: it's worked for me yeah
0: 100 so and you're not it's not there's messiness and like the opposite of cleanliness like
2: unhygienic and like
0: yeah we like bleh. you know what i mean like some apartments you'll walk over and they have like old pizza on the table i'm not gonna have <laughs> old pizza on the table but i might have my laundry that i haven't put away for a week yeah oh laundry God. like clean laundry yeah oh yeah or whatever i have like the clean laundry chair yeah, that's the only reason I've, I have This table, the last, the other chair is in my room. I only, this podcast has actually like made me clean up yep. my apartment. I would love to be better at that, but mm. yeah. Any other deal breakers that like if this friend is going to judge me for this or harp on me for this, like we're just not going to work out?
2: Well, it's more so, and again, this is coming from a place of like having a new life here mm. in Ontario. Uh, if my friend's don't like a new
0: friend
1: oh that's
2: a
0: bit of a deal breaker and same with sorry wait <laughs> is it a deal breaker for the new f- you won't be friends with the new friend or with the existing friend I'll really try to get to the bottom of it mm-hmm. and figure out why
2: they're not jiving because to me the people that I I care to keep around in my life mm-hmm. are great judges of character <laughs> mm-hmm. so if they don't like someone mm-hmm. that's like a That's a big red flag for me. Yeah. Um, Because I I want people who can get along. I'm not saying everyone needs to be best friends, but if if my friends met someone who I was spending a lot of time with and they were like, listen, they're kind of mean, I would be like, oh, they are kind of mean. (laughs) It's the same if, okay, I've been single for 10,000 years, but (laughs) if I, God, if someone finally wanted to love me, um, (laughs) if I was dating someone and my friends didn't like them, I would maybe... Prioritize my friends. That's a bad thing, I think, for me to say. Some people might view that as the wrong. I don't know if that's such a bad thing to say, though. I just your friends know you well, you know. I know Mm -hmm. that's a really ideal situation, but I want the person I'm with to be friends with all of my friends, Mm -hmm. and then same with new friends. I want them to get along. God, Mm -hmm. I don't want drama. (laughs) I know. I and I just I feel like the people in my life are good judges of character, so it's a deal breaker for me if
0: everyone's not getting along Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't think that's but it's also you're not asking everyone to be best friends but if people can't even be cordial or enjoy each other's company then Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, yeah that's fair it would be so hard and really scary if you had like two really close friends and then you like brought them together and they just like really like what is it oil and water i always forget if it's oil and vinegar i think that's just because it's a salad dressing well i water have the
2: same vinegar and water oh so oil and vinegar would be together yes oil no oil and vinegar separate, separate. And oil and
0: water separate separate what about vinegar and water they're great they probably just mix it in together they're so great yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you have tequila yeah okay I love those okay so to finish off I saw this game oh my god Do you I know love this games. game okay no. so it's essentially like cards of really deep questions that okay. like are supposed to sort of show a bit about you and also like, um, make you like think and ponder about yourself. So I have, um, a stack of cards here and I'm just going to pick one out. I'm just going to ask you one of the questions. You can of course say pass Mm -hmm. and, uh, just we can sort of learn something that I didn't like something about you that I didn't think to ask. Sure. Is the idea. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, in your opinion, what story has not been told yet or what kind of story is not being told? Hmm. Um, I just think that there haven't
2: been enough queer stories that are just about a regular queer person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of times a queer identity is brought in as the storyline. So you never see, I mean, honestly, just in the last year, TV has been getting better, but you just don't often see characters who are just just happen to be queer. Mm -hmm. So more stories like that, I think are important where the storyline is not, they have to come out as gay Mm -hmm. or that they're hiding that they're trans. Like, Oh God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just that, Hey, they are this person. They happen to be queer.
0: And Mm -hmm. here's a story about the other thing. Yeah. Like some, like, Sam's trying to get into college. Mm-hmm. Sam happens to be queer. Sam happens to have a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he also is trying to get into Harvard. He's trying to get into Harvard. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do you go about honoring a realistic portrayal of somebody who is oppressed in real life
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on, let's say, based on their, their sexual identity, based on them being queer, mm-hmm. but then also not make it a thing? Not make it, not make it a thing. Not make it the emphasis of the story. It's not
2: about not telling those kinds of stories still, but there should be a balance of like, oh, they're just all, they just also happen to be queer. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are a lot of stories and there should be more honoring the fact that, you know, if you're a marginalized person, things are harder. Mm -hmm. But there should also be, just in general, more representation of more kinds of people. And in that, there should be stories where it's not the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want me to shatter your glass about Wicked a little bit? <gasps> yeah. Well, wait. I'll okay, I'm ready. By saying no. <laughs> it's not all of Wicked, but and I will say that this is actually Bodan's point, but when he said it, I was like, oh, God. Oh, so, no. Bodan, another person I went mm-hmm. to theater school with, the other day was like, isn't it messed up that they wrote a role in Wicked for a character in a wheelchair that can never be played by an actor in a wheelchair who's wheelchair bound because the whole story arc is that she has to be able to stand up and walk and I was like that's so messed up that's being like we're
0: gonna represent this person in a wheelchair on stage but it can't actually be played truthfully oh my god do you know what feels disgusting is that why isn't that obvious to everyone why wasn't that obvious to me I well, it wasn't obvious to me. Why he, wasn't that obvious? As you know soon he, as like, it came out
2: of his mouth, I was like, "Oh god!"
0: Like, damn <laughs> it!
2: And music theater is already not friendly to lots of lots of, of, groups. of groups of people. <laughs> and when yeah. you look at that, you're like, "Oh god, that's like, really just awful." Because there are people in music theater who are bound to wheelchairs. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, it's so oh, messed fuck, up. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So. Wicked is
2: boycotted.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad we sang it on Friday or whenever that was because it's over now. Never happening. Idina is canceled. Yeah, I'm never meeting the wizard again. The wizard (laughs) is canceled. Oh, wow.
2: So what I'm thinking though is hopefully the world grows.
0: (laughs) Yes, I 100% agree. And I'm always stuck between being like, people being like, well, there's progress. And I just get frustrated that it's not happening quick enough.
2: But when people like Bodan and bless his little heart. He doesn't mm-hmm. often think about those kinds of things mm-hmm. for him to bring that up. Mm-hmm. That's just I think proof that the world is trying to be more aware of these things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully if people like Bodan are calling that out, yeah, then we won't do it again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just having conversations about it, like just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. I, I always get afraid that I'm not gonna say something a certain way or people aren't gonna know where I'm coming from mm-hmm. or aren't gonna know like where my values align. And so then take things a certain way or I'm gonna make people feel bad. And I think all you can do is say it with like your best intentions with like an open heart. And then if people correct you, then you go, great, now I know better. Okay, Just perfect. Sorry for and the grow. last. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I used to be a very defensive person because I was like, no, but I'm a good
2: person. Oh, but yeah. as soon as you let that go, as soon mm-hmm. as you let go of your pride, you're like I will listen to this person who knows more about the thing yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah absolutely and I think too it's not um you are a good person and you I am a good person and I also uh, was raised in a society that is like racist and ableist and sexist and all you know and so I have some of those things in me I have a little bit of most of those things in me. I want to have less and less forever. But I'm okay to say I'm a good person. I mean well. And I know that I have those things in me. And I just want to keep getting. I want to keep pushing more and more of them out. And getting them out of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like relearning. Because I think sometimes it's so scary to say like. I. Oh I I am. Ableist. Like me thinking. Oh my god. How did I not think of that in Wicked? Right well of course we didn't of course I didn't think of that but that's okay I'm still a good person before like I'm not threat I guess I try not to be threatened of like someone says oh well that's really ableist I'm like fuck that was you're right yeah instead of getting shatter my identity yeah exactly it doesn't shatter my thought that I'm a good person right um I just want to do better yeah like all the time I guess yeah anyway Interesting question. Yeah. Oh my God, Susan. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this. I know I kept you too long. No, I love. Because I could do this with you forever. I might have to snip this down a little. <laughs> I know, I, that's okay. Well, I'll have to snip down all the parts where Bella was barking at us. <laughs> my God, she was wild today. Okay, cheers with our Palomas. Thanks for introducing me to a new drink. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. My favorite summer beverage. It's so good. If anyone listening has not had a Paloma, oh. make one.
2: Turner or, one. Yeah,
0: you don't even have to pause the episode. You can just bring your phone with you or whatever. I don't even (laughs) like grapefruits.